0: Welcome to the Functional Medicine Podcast with Dr. McMinn and Coach Lindsay. We're coming to you from McMinn Clinic in Birmingham, Alabama, where Dr. McMinn is an integrative and functional MD, and Lindsay Matthews is a registered nurse and IIN certified health coach. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the latest information on a wide range of topics in the field of functional medicine, which looks for the root cause of disease and integrative medicine which incorporates both conventional and alternative therapies. Our overall goal is to help you be the best that you can be in mind, body, and spirit. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without approval from your personal doctor. And now, onto the show with Dr. McMinn and Coach Lindsay. Welcome again to the... Functional Medicine Podcast. This is Dr. McMinn from McMinn Clinic in Birmingham, Alabama, where we practice integrative and functional medicine with a spirit of loving kindness. And I'm here with my partner and my nurse and my personal health coach, Lindsay Matthews.
1: Thanks, Dr. McMinn. Welcome back, listeners. We're excited for our second podcast. And you know, in the first episode, we really defined a functional and integrative approach. So today we're going to use that approach in talking about our topic.
0: And our topic today is fatigue, or as my patients call it, low energy. Uh, sometimes they say I've just lost my mojo. So anyway, uh, um, we've learned over the years that energy is an epidemic. We see it all the time. In fact, it's probably the number one thing I hear about in my clinic from my patients. Um, I consider it what I call a spectrum disorder. So on a scale of 1 to 10, there's some people who might have a 2.5 and they can function, but they're just not at their best, while others might have a 10 and they're practically bedridden.
1: It can affect men and women, but it seems to be a sexist disease, and it tends to pick on women a bit more. So maybe men just don't talk about it, but um, we just really do find that a lot of our female patients come in here, and that's their top complaint. Well,
0: when uh, when it comes to men, uh, we often don't talk about a lot of things, Lindsay. I call it the the brotherhood of denial. Sometimes (laughs) we just kind of suffer in silence, and we wait till we have our heart attacks before we talk about things.
1: So fatigue can affect every aspect of your life. So we have these patients come in here and it's just, it's drastic. It um, it affects the person that they want to be, not just at home with their spouse, with their kids, but at work. Um, it can influence every aspect of your life.
0: And I found over the years that fatigue has many friends. Uh, along with fatigue, they have poor sleep, weight gain, uh, low libido and sometimes they have that uh, aching all over which we call fibromyalgia. Uh.
1: So let's get down to the root cause, What, what, where does fatigue come from?
0: Well, Lindsay, uh, there's so many causes of fatigue, um, and I guess that's the key question when you look at uh, uh, all of these things through the lens of uh, functional medicine. Uh, So um, I'm going to refer our listeners to our website, and if you go to the website, uh, um, over on the right-hand side, uh, um, click the button called More, and if you click that, you'll see uh, another button called Diagram. Click on that, and you'll see what I call a rainbow-shaped diagram. It's called the Fundamental Root Causes of Disease. So often when I'm dealing with difficult patients, I just kind of go through this uh, diagram, and it really helps me to to kind of get down to those fundamental root causes. I think if we actually sort of start on the bottom row, uh, uh, then uh, that's where... um just about everything comes from that bottom row. So uh, we'll kind of go through that and I actually start with sleep I think that's huge when it comes to uh, fatigue. Uh, my uh, motto with uh, patients is whatever it takes to get you a good night's sleep uh, Because uh, if you don't sleep you will be fatigued and, and, and you'll often have brain fog and any of the other things that go along with that
1: mm-hmm. And I think when we're talking about sleep, you know almost with everything you start with What is the foundation mm-hmm. for getting a good night's sleep? And we use that lingo of sleep hygiene and sleep ritual Um, so I think those are important things for our listeners to think about do you have a regular Ritual to take care of your sleep, mm-hmm. and are you setting yourself up in the right environment, getting your mind in the right place, so that you can truly gear down for that good night's sleep?
0: Well, that's uh, that's great, uh, Lindsay. Uh, yeah, I think the sleep hygiene is huge. I know personally, I work on it, uh, and uh, especially what I call that golden hour before bed. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, trying to kind of wind down and make that transition into sleep. Uh, and uh, so we'll, we'll have to have a separate show on that sometime to talk about <laughs> sleep and sleep hygiene. Um, and then there are some uh, many uh, sleep uh, um, uh, natural supplements that we use. And uh, sometimes people need uh, sleep meds, and uh, that's okay. Uh, well, as I said, whatever it takes. And then, uh, uh, if you kind of work your way over on the diagram, the next thing we see is stress, and certainly that can play a major role in fatigue.
1: Mm-hmm. I heard a statistic the other day that 75 to 90 percent of all doctor visits are related to stress. And I believe it. I believe
0: <laughs> it. Uh, you know, I, I get in here and uh, talk to my patients about fatigue, and, and I, I ask them about their lives, and oh my gosh, uh, so many people have just the uh, stress coming at them from just all different directions. Um, you know, probably. Problems with their kids, problem with their husband, problem with their their mom and dad, uh, uh, problem with the job, and it's just, uh, gosh, I get tired just uh, listening to it, Uh, uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's a big deal, this stress, and so um, I, I think one thing I've always tried to do over the years is really give people, what I call tools, uh, to deal yes. with stress. It's one thing for a doctor to say, just go home and reduce st- stress, but that's kind of a cop out because it's not going to happen. Uh, so I think if we can actually give them, uh, uh, some tools and I, I, over the years I've put together what I call a, a stress plan and a stress toolbox. And, uh, mm-hmm. so we kind of use those tools to, to help them kind of design a program to help them reduce their stress. And we, we do everything we can to uh, partner with them, uh, um, coach them as, as you do so wonderfully, uh, Lindsay, uh, and to help them get to a better place when it comes to the, uh, to the stress. Um, um, and the next thing we see is the, uh, the hormones. Uh, um, and that can play a big part too. Uh, sometimes I find what I call a trickle down. So let's say, for instance, if we have a woman who's uh, uh, perimenopausal and she's starting to have the hot flashes, night sweats. Well, if she's having the night sweats, then she's not sleeping well. If she's not sleeping well, she will be fatigued. If she's fatigued, she'll have low libido. So it's just kind of a trickle down. So you yes. have to kind of start at the top of the waterfall and, and you have to kind of fix it up there. And when you do that, then often these patients will uh, will get better
1: and you know kind of segue another trickle down is you know you go back to the stress thing if people have stress their cortisol level gets off when their cortisol level gets off that affects your metabolism it affects your weight gain Mm -hmm. it affects your sleep Mm -hmm. so it's it's all connected
0: (laughs) that's right Uh, that's right and uh, um Uh, So so we do our best to get the hormones uh, uh, balanced uh, and uh, optimized, Uh, and uh, we often do that with what we call the bioidentical hormones. The main hormones I look at are estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, thyroid, cortisol, and DHEA. Um, A subset of the hormone thing is uh, the neurotransmitters, um, and uh, those also can be uh, uh, messed up uh, for many different reasons, uh, but uh, that's one thing we often look at as well. Um, so moving on uh, on our uh, little uh, um, diagram here, the fundamental root causes of disease, um, the next one is called um, infection. And those can infections be of, of many types. Uh, people can have um, bacterial infections, viral infections, um, um, mold, yeast, um, uh, and Lyme. Uh, um, uh, so um, uh, one thing that uh, I find that's often over o- underappreciated is, I guess I, I call it with infections from within. So for instance, uh, I, I'm talking about the, the gut microbiome. Uh, uh, and uh, those, uh, of course, uh, um, you know, we have these bugs in our gut, uh, um, bacteria, viruses, uh, uh, parasites, um, and yeast. And uh, sometimes we get an, an imbalance of those bugs, which is called dysbiosis. And then that can create all kinds of havoc, uh, including, uh, uh, including fatigue.
1: Yes, and you know, you might be listening to this and thinking, well, that's not affecting me. I don't have an active infection going on. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, especially like say, for example, yeast, when we talk about that, you really, I know Dr. McMinn, you take a thorough history. like. Have you ever been on antibiotics before? Right. How were you delivered as a baby? Were you vaginal? Were you C-section? All of those things influence the microbiome, as you say, that environment in your body where those bacteria live. So it it may be affecting you, and you don't even know it. That's right. That's <laughs> right.
0: And then the next thing we look at is uh, uh, toxins, and you know, I really think we underestimate the role of toxins in disease. I think it's really a big deal. Um, and so uh, trying to get at that and 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 work with that is important. Um, um, I guess uh, um, uh, toxins can be of many different types. Uh, they can be um, organic, uh, um, you know, just the off-gassing we have uh, uh, from our buildings uh, uh, or the persistent organic uh, toxins such as uh, PCBs and DDT, uh, um, they can be heavy metals. Uh, and uh, so uh, we uh, sometimes will do a, a heavy metal test depending on the, the patient's uh, risk and exposure and, and uh, uh, symptoms. So uh, we have to look at those toxins and ultimately uh, try to get those toxins out, and I think that uh, that can um, bode for a better future for that patient and uh, help them get over their fatigue.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm. yes, and I guess one of the biggest ways that we work on detox is going back, like you were just mentioning, the gut health, because mm-hmm. yeah. isn't it seventy percent of our immune system is located in the gut? Correct. Um, yeah. So, and and many of us don't know that. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I learned that, and I just it was profound mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. understand that your gut, what's going on inside you, affects your immune system in such a dramatic way. Mm-hmm. So, when we talk about detox, when we talk about toxins. It's It all goes back to how do we create that ideal gut environment.
0: Yeah, and of course, there's a, uh, a gut-everything connection, gut-brain, mm-hmm. gut-bone, gut-skin, gut-heart, uh, uh, gut-immune system, gut-everything. So, uh, uh, um, uh, so yeah, get, getting that gut microbiome right uh, is really important, and also then uh, working on the toxins uh, and doing a detox. Well, I, and I think with detox, I mean, I've come to realize, I think the most important things with detox uh, are, are looking at your major detox pathways uh, um, and looking at, uh, you know, keeping your bowels moving and uh, abundant hydration with good uh, filtered water, preferably not out of plastic. Um, and And then uh, you look at uh, um, uh, things like just uh, some heavy breathing now and then and uh, and uh, uh, liver support. And so I think those, in uh, then sweating. Uh, you know, I, I, I bought a, a farm for a sauna recently, and I try to get in that sauna um, a couple times a week, uh, thanks to my health coach, you, Lindsay. Uh, so uh, uh, yeah, I, and I, I, it's really interesting. I heard recently in, um, that uh, some of your toxins that come out in sweat don't come out in other ways. Uh, they don't come out through urine or uh, bowel. So I think that uh, getting that good sweat going every now and then with a good uh, sauna can be uh, quite helpful. Yeah. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. So if your body, I guess kind of to come full circle so patients understand what what is the fatigue toxin connection if your body is toxic full of all this toxic waste it's having trouble conducting all its normal processes correct it's focusing all its energy on getting the foreign stuff, toxins, out, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, also, if you look at just the fundamentals of things like the, the Krebs cycle, which is your energy cycle, if, uh, putting toxins in is like putting a monkey wrench in the gears of the Krebs mm-hmm. cycle, so things just can't okay. work, and you can't ultimately produce the, um, the, the energy you need to. Um, so uh, uh, then uh, we move on to uh, trauma, which can be physical, psychological, or emotional. Um, uh, yeah, I, and I think uh, as uh, uh, patients and providers, we often have to kind of look for that and, and address that. And uh, uh, the next uh, layer up. We see uh, genetics, uh, um, and those can play a role indirectly. Uh, uh, We often check for um, uh, genetic um, abnormalities like the MTHFR uh, or COMT, which uh, can definitely uh, uh, affect uh, fatigue indirectly. And we're kind of back to gut, and we circle back around to that. And so, yeah, that's a big part of my focus is is, is getting good gut health, and we'll have to have a separate podcast really focusing on gut uh, in detail. Mm, Nutritional issues, and of course, the nutritional issues are complex. It can be what you're eating, or it can be uh, you're eating a perfect diet, but you're not digesting, absorbing, metabolizing. So it's yeah. uh, it's all of the above, and and uh, you know, once again, it leaks back to. Um to gut health. But uh, certainly, we encourage a, a, a good, uh, well-rounded uh, uh, diet. I, I, I ask my patients to eat a, a whole food, uh, not processed food diet. Real food, not junk food and fake food and fast food. Uh, clean food, watching out for the, uh, um, the additives, uh, the uh, GMOs, um, um, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, I uh, have a preference for what I call a plant-centered diet. I think adding good, good lean meat is fine, adding good fat, fats are fine, but just make sure you get plenty of the good old uh, veggies. Um, but what you want to avoid is the sugar, simple carbs, and processed food. And uh, you can spend that any way you want to. You can call it paleo. You can call it Mediterranean. But th- those are the fundamentals of a good, healthy um, healthy diet. Um, and uh, But then the second part of that nutritional issue, we need to make sure that you're digesting, absorbing, metabolizing uh, those things and getting all your nutrients into your cells. And we can test for that. Uh, we can test. We can look right into the cells and see if all the nutrients are there, I- if that's needed.
1: So you're saying that you could be eating a perfectly good diet, right. you could be doing all the right things, shopping at the right. health food store, right. but your body is not digesting it. It's not, it's not it going in. in where it That's needs right. to go. That's right. That's right. Wow.
0: Yeah, how about that? Mm. You're not digesting. Uh, uh, you know, you, it's really interesting how you, it, your, your bacteria, your bugs in your gut, they help you digest your food. So if you have a dysbiosis that we referred to previously, that, then you can't break down your food and digest it. Uh, mm. uh, so uh, you may not have the digestive enzymes. Let's say if your gallbladder's out, you don't have those gallbladder secretions that are needed to really adequately digest food. Um, uh, you may not have enough hydrochloric acid. Uh, there's so many reasons why people don't uh, properly digest their food and get the nutrients they need out of their food. Mm. But right. mm-hmm.
1: this is interesting that bacteria role again mm-hmm. coming back mm-hmm. to that. Isn't it the um, aren't the bacteria responsible for helping make your B12 as well or some of those yes. B vitamins? Right, which we uh, most of us know that B vitamins are heavily connected with energy as well. That's right. Um, so, That's
0: right. Wow. That's right. So, yeah, there's so much more to that. And we're going to have to come back and have a whole uh, uh, podcast on gut health one of these days. Um, the next thing on my list is aging. You know, And I don't look at fatigue as just a natural aging process at all. I, I know people who are in their 70s and 80s who are robust. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm thinking of one of my uh, favorite patients. He's a tennis player at 74 or so. He gets out and plays tennis every day. He, he's just a, a paragon of um, a great health at 74. So, no, I don't consider it a natural aging process. Uh, I think you can be, have good energy at every age really. Mm, I um, love
1: that. That's a message of hope.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so then the, the next thing we see is allergies and immune function. And certainly that uh, can, uh, can play a role. People can uh, uh, um, get into uh, issues there with uh, you know, autoimmune disease or uh, what we call chronic inflammatory response syndrome, secondary to uh, chronic exposures to uh, uh, toxins, especially mold. And then that can create all kinds of problems, including uh, fatigue. So so that's sort of my bottom row. And uh, um, I think just about every disease comes from the bottom row there uh, uh, on that uh, graph. Uh, if you move your way up, uh, uh, there can be other issues such as mitochondrial dysfunction, but those kind of come from the things on the bottom row. But certainly we can target that um, uh, specifically because that's a big deal when it comes to uh, fatigue. If Your your mitochondria are your energy factories in your cells. Ah, uh,
1: mm-hmm. the powerhouses. The powerhouses, <laughs> that's right. So so
0: uh, you can take in all this wonderful food, but once again, if it's not getting through the powerhouse, not getting converted to energy, then uh, often gets uh, uh, transferred over to fat, uh, and it's not being utilized for energy, so you feel fatigued. So we gotta g- get to the mitochondria working right. Um. And, uh, see, uh, you know, I'll mention structural imbalance. We'll give a shout-out to our chiropractic friends, uh, and, uh, you know, and that can be a big deal. And, and while I'm on that role, uh, I'll shout-out to my acupuncture friends as well because I think that, uh, once again, uh, you know, as an integrative medical provider, I'm all about whatever helps the patient, and, and uh, we try to keep an open mind, try to be evidence-based, outcomes-oriented. But uh, at the end of the day, whatever helps you. So, um, uh, once again, uh, some of the core things we do here, uh, but also, yeah, we are uh, liberally referred to uh, um, chiropractic and uh, acupuncture and all those wonderful things that can be an important part of this um uh, let's see moving on up i I just mentioned a couple other things iatrogenic what that means is uh, sometimes the medicines we take uh, can contribute to uh, fatigue let's say for instance um uh you know the beta blockers uh, 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 statins uh, um, uh, some of your uh, psychogenic drugs like uh, you know antidepressants uh, can all create uh, fatigue um and so um So those can be important. And then, uh, of course, you want to look at what we call psychosocial factors. Uh, That is, uh, sometimes, you know, you'll be uh, um, talking to a patient about fatigue, but then after a while, you realize, uh, oh my gosh, she's got a a terrible marriage, or she hates her job, or has no sense of uh, purpose in life. I know you as a health coach, Lindsay, you work with that kind of stuff all the time, don't you?
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I like to kind of explain it in the sense that as a human being, you're fed by more than food, Mm -hmm. more than physical food. You're fed by your sense of purpose, Mm -hmm. your Fed by relationships, community, you're fed by physical movement, all the and fed by spirituality, even. So, absolutely, huge mind body, spirit yeah. connection. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then finally, uh, if you move on up to the next row, you see what we call disease states. And so what I'm getting at there is there are other things that can contribute to fatigue. Let's say if somebody has a chronic anemia or they have a, um, um, congestive heart failure or COPD, all those things, uh, then those things can also contribute to, um, to fatigue. So, uh, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, I would encourage you to take a look at that uh, fundamental root causes of disease and use a patient or as a provider can use that as a tool. Uh, and because I think just about every disease comes from this chart. Uh, so when you have any kind of problem... Just kind of go through there one by one by one and ask yourself, which one of these apply to me or to my patient? And, and, then, uh, and then once you identify those, then you, uh, you go about trying to, trying to fix those. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, my, uh, my sort of uh, uh, way of dealing with this uh, uh, fatigue issue. So uh, basically, bottom line, we go through all that, I, and I think that the, the real key from a provider point of view is is to be a good listener, to take a thorough history, uh, and, and, and 90% of the time you can figure out what's going on through the history. Um, and uh, But uh, uh, certainly we uh, uh, always examine the patient as part of being a good doctor, uh, and then finally we, we do a, a pretty thorough workup uh, um, with uh, lab tests and those kind of things.
1: And I, the labs, mm-hmm. when, when we're talking labs mm-hmm. for somebody that might not be local, yeah, what right. are things that you can be, what are things we would empower our listeners to ask for to check?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you know a fundamental panel, panel of labs would be things like a, um, a blood count, um, a metabolic panel, um, which, of course, should be done fasting. I always get a vitamin D level, a magnesium, thyro- a complete thyroid panel. Um, uh, I try to get a, a morning cortisol level uh, or saliva cortisol. I used to get a ferritin. That can definitely affect fatigue. That's a measure of iron stores. Um, uh, fasting, insulin, B12, folate, and a urinalysis. Um, and then I also get a thorough hi- hormone panel, uh, the estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, thyroid, cortisol, all that stuff, uh, DHEA, pregnenolone, all those things to check the, the hormones. And that's sort of my plan A. Um, uh, um, and I'd say most of the time we're able to uh, solve the riddle uh, with those things. Uh, if, if those don't work, we often come back and do you know the heavy metal testing and, and look for mycotoxins and those kind of things. Uh, um, but we kind of start with the, the plan A. And, and often at that time as well. Uh, based on uh, the history, the labs, I'm able to put together a plan for them, and uh, uh, when, whenever I can, I try to refer them to our health coach, uh, Lindsay here. Uh, so Because I think sometimes, um, at the end of the day, uh, we're, uh, we're asking for major changes in their lives, and it's difficult to, uh, for instance, uh, eat a certain way for you know uh, uh, 20, 30, 40 years, and then all of a sudden, we're trying to get you to eat a different way, and get you away from the modern American diet to a more healthy diet, and get you to exercise, and, and it's difficult to make those transitions and so I think going through a a coaching period with somebody like you Lindsay uh, can can help people make those fundamental drastic changes in their life which will change the rest of their lives and will help with not only fatigue but just about everything else
1: yes well I appreciate that and I think the message that I'd love to bring back again is just one of hope Dr. Rayman I think that's one that is that you're constantly just being a beacon of for these patients. And, you know, we've talked about a lot of things. There's a lot of root causes to fatigue and fatigue Mm -hmm. is a complex issue, but there is hope. And when you take it back to these fundamentals and of a good diet, good night's sleep, working on creating the right conditions in your gut, working on your hormones, balancing all those things, over time, not overnight, mm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, people can start to see results. Um, mm. So we, we wanna spread that message to you as you're sitting there listening to this that there is hope for you and you can heal, your body can be restored.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to emphasize that this is not uh, false hope. This is real hope uh, mm-hmm. because I, I've seen it in, in, in my practice. I'd say at least 90% of these patients get a lot better to the point where they can really function and have a great quality of life. Uh, sometimes it's a process. It takes time. Um, right. uh, it took years to get there, and it, it, sometimes it takes a while to, to turn around, but uh, but yeah, I'd say the vast majority of them get, um, get a lot better. Uh, fatigue is difficult. Uh, um, I've really worked hard on fatigue because, once again, it's the number one thing I see. Uh, um, and I know uh, uh, uh years ago, I used to be a, what I call a, quote, regular doctor, end quote, uh, <laughs> right. uh, using my air quotes here. But, uh, um, you know, uh, my patients always come to see me, and uh, I'm their sort of integrated functional doctor, and they have a what they call my regular doctor. Uh, so uh, I used to be that regular doctor. And uh, when patients would come to see me with fatigue, I'd say, oh, my gosh, it's the last thing I want to see because it's always c- so complicated. Um, it's difficult. Uh, um, uh, the labs are usually always negative and what to do. Uh, um, so uh, we would typically get a, um, a CBC, a T. SH, a UA and a chemistry panel and they're all normal and uh, so we would just assume that they were depressed so here's your antidepressant whatever uh, right. and and I think that's what a lot of, lot of doctors do because it really takes a lot of time uh, to go through this and to take that thorough history and to figure out these underlying root causes um, but uh, since I've kind of gotten into the func- the sort of functional integrative approach I've really embraced fatigue I really like seeing fatigue patients and the reason I like it is because I know I can get them better and that's really exciting it's really empowering for me and for the patient and and uh, once going to give them hope, and it's it's a real hope, um, and so it, it brings me joy actually to see these folks, uh, and especially when they come back and everything's better, and so that's kind of cool. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. Well, all right then, um, and so that about does it for this episode. Um, um, and we had a, a nice uh, talk about fatigue, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, talking to you next time. Um, but uh, don't forget to check us out. It's mcminnclinic.com dot com. Also, check out our podcast website at functionalmedicinepodcast.com dot com. And please uh, take a moment to rate us on iTunes.
1: Absolutely. And I got to put a plug in here. As a coach, take one thing you heard today. Make one change. Write it down after you turn off this podcast. Maybe it's you're going to work on your sleep hygiene. Maybe you're going to share this podcast with a friend that has fatigue. Maybe you don't personally have fatigue, but this could be a tool for them. Um, write down your one step and make that change. Maybe it's adding more fruit and vegetables to your daily diet because you need more micronutrients. Um, whatever it is, write it down. And thank you so so much for joining us. Gotta give Ben Wedlin a shout out. He is our man behind the scenes and making all of this happen. Thanks, Ben. Um, and until next time, this is the Functional Medicine Podcast.
0: And this is Dr. McMinn.
1: And Coach Lindsay.
0: Take care and be well.